This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic, to cosplay, to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. On this episode, we're going to be discussing the Oscars, primarily just this year's Oscars, so 2021 Oscars. So we're going to talk about, you know, some of the snubs, some of the things we're excited about, maybe our predictions, thoughts, etc. So it should be a lot of fun. But before we get into that, just a couple of quick housekeeping notes. Of course, we are taking listener support for as little as 99 cents a month to $9.99 a month. And if you'd like to support the show, head on over to our anchor page or click listener support in the show notes. Um, and also remember, we are offering little rewards for each tier. And if you need to know what those rewards are, because unfortunately I can't put them all on the anchor page, um, head on over to our Twitter page and see the pinned tweet there. Or you can go onto our Instagram page and, it, um, and search recent posts and you'll see it on there as well. And since it is our Friday show, I want to give a quick shout out to our monthly supporters, to Leah, Robin, Joyce, Alice, and Carla. Thank you so much for supporting the show. And remember also to check out our Redbubble store where we um, have It's a Fandom Thing Pod merch. And also 50% of what we see from that will also be donated to one Black Lives Matter organization and one Stop Asian Hate organization. Okay, so let's get into the Oscars show. But before we start talking about the Oscars, first I want my panelists to introduce themselves and tell me one thing that you're into right now in pop culture. Start with you, Angela. Hi, my name is Angela. Um, right now, for something I'm excited about for pop, in pop cultures, I mean, I'm just, let's just say I'm actually pretty excited to just kind of talk about, you know, my thoughts on these movies that the past, you know, Aaron and Aaron and I has been watching. <laughs> so yeah, this I'm I think I'm just more sure to to hear, you know, just to say what my thoughts are. Actually, no, no, actually I changed my mind. Following I actually more I'm actually Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat? this Friday is on the twenty third. I've been playing the game since I was a kid. I just literally just forgot all about it. Super excited about it. Um a couple of my friends and I I guess we've all been vaccinated. We are going to go to the theater, watching it all in full glory. So I'm actually just really excited about that. So, yeah, it's going to be released on theaters and HBO on April 23rd. Oh, my God. It's almost May. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And then um, the other, Erin, what are you into right now? I am also quite excited about Mortal Kombat. Um, yeah, pretty excited it's there's a long time running joke with me and my husband about that because that was like the last video game that we could play together and then um 
it never ended well. So now we just don't play video games. <laughs> <laughs> Smashing all the buttons at once is a technique. It's not cheating. That's all oh, I, no. I will nope. say. <laughs> it's the best technique, in right? my opinion. <laughs> it's not my fault you can't defend against that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, no. Um, excited about that because I did like the first movie too. But um, I've been... Um, once again, getting a lot out of my HBO Max subscription, and I started watching It's a Sin, um, which is really great. It has two of my favorite things, one, the 80s, and two, British people. So British people in the 80s. I love it. Um, It's just, it's really good. I've only seen two episodes, um, but I'm really liking it so far. I'm really fascinated by, like, the adult things that happened in the 80s because I was a kid in the 80s and so it's like oh my god all this stuff happened I was totally oblivious to it so um so far it's really good and it's it's I don't know makes me smile a lot whenever I'm just sitting there watching it yeah that one's on my long list of things I will get to when I because I really want to watch that I'm surprised I haven't watched it yet honestly because I'm also really into the 80s stuff and the subject matter interests me and um, the person who created it is the one who created the original British version of Queers Folk, Russell T. Davies. I could, also the creator of the that. reboot of Doctor Who. So oh, yeah, that's right. The greatest creator. <laughs> that's right. I always forget that. There's that my Doctor that. Who <laughs> reference for the episode. There you go. See, now you have your own thing that you reference on every episode. I have mine. My things. <laughs> If Christian Bale could be in Doctor Who, how great would that be? <laughs> hey, Christian yeah, fucking and... Bale got his mention. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't mentioned on the last episode. And he, so, you know, hey. <laughs> it's only fair. Yeah. And this is Aaron. And what I'm into is a lot of 90s stuff. Speaking about, speaking about nostalgia. Although it's so weird to me because in my mind, the 90s was just like five years ago. I don't think of it as being, you know... <laughs> nearly 30 years ago or it was 30 years ago yeah 30 years ago was 1990 so yeah I don't think of it that way but I've been watching uh, my so-called life again and I've actually been watching a little bit of mad about you again like the original run I know they rebooted it but the original run because I actually really loved that sitcom and I'm sure I'll probably watch a bunch of other 90s stuff it all is because of that kid 90 documentary that I recommended last week so yeah so I'm all about 90s nostalgia okay so let's get into the Oscars and I just first want to know your overall thoughts about the nominees Angela I mean I have only saw like at least 10 movie out of everything I haven't watched you know any of the other document I feel I don't know how you guys felt though but I feel like it seems more like like it's it's I feel like there's more voice, like more voice this year, um, more um, diversities, more a cry for like, you know, social justice kind of thing, like just politicals. And I, I don't know. I know I'm not trying to put this. You know what? Oscar no. is like. You know, I'm just gonna say Oscar is always meant to be needs to be political. And I felt this year it just seems it's very loud. You know, very loud and clear, and from like you know, just you know, the Judah and the Black Messiah, like um, the promising young woman, and I cannot wait of how much I'm just gonna like love this movie of how I just cried. You know, I just 
I felt like there's a sort of empowering that, you know, that this, you know, this year Oscar nomination, I, you know, a lot of people's going to be pissed about it because they don't want to say, they, they, I know they're going to say, like, you know, put politicals out of this, but it's like, you can't really. Like, this movie, like, it's meant to happen. Like, we, you know, there's people, like, there's many, like, you know, I don't know. That's just my thoughts on it this year. And I'm just, I don't know. I think it's going to be more rageous, in my opinions. As usual, as always, because this is the Oscar. So, mm-hmm. what are your general thoughts, Erin? I agree. I think there's more, not just diversity, but more, I don't know how to describe it, personal stories, I guess. I enjoy stories um, from a perspective that I wouldn't get, as, you know, in my everyday life. Um, you know, as my middle-class white lady life that I live here. Um, I, I like that there was um, what a good amount of sort of historical, uh, not in the present time movies, I guess, which I find uh, interesting. Um, I, I was wondering if uh, the diversity that we see this year um, had anything to do with the movie theaters being closed and everything being available directly in people's houses whenever people are looking for things to watch that if some of these um, not big giant blockbuster movies um, were more accessible uh, to people and that's why they got their names out there and everybody, you know, were more familiar with these than they would have been in a normal year. So I'm hoping that this continues um, into next year, but um, I don't know. I'm worried that, once theaters open and movie production start, that they're just going to be inundated with those big giant blockbuster movies that they can put a ton of money into and a ton of campaigning to the Academy, which I think is just a really bizarre thing that they're allowed to do. Um, but mm-hmm. overall, I think it's good. I liked, um, I liked all of the movies. There was a couple that I was just like, eh, it was okay. I don't understand um, why this got nominated, but overall, I think that it was a really good uh, lineup this year. Um, yeah, I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's good overall. Um, I do think there's more diversity, but I hesitate applauding them because <laughs> this happens with the Oscars all the time. They will have a time where they will say, okay, we're going to be a little bit more diverse here and we're going to throw this in. And then we're going to award movies like Green Book or we're going to award. I mean, that's I mean, this is what they do. So it's like so it's hard for me to be. I mean, I'm happy with a lot of these nominations. A lot of them. I think there were some really bad snubs. Um, I don't I'm not an Aaron Sorkin fan, so I do not get the love for that guy. Um, I don't think he's a good writer. I think he overwrites everything and it's uh, doesn't feel real to me. Um, so that's my, my one thing, but it's not surprising to me that that got nominated because that's very much an Academy Award type film. But I was happy that like, say I was happy that Jared Leto didn't get nominated because he like won the Golden Globe. And that was the most atrocious thing in my opinion for a performance basically where all he did was he just didn't wash his hair for a few days. So I honestly think that's what that performance was. I hate Jared Leto anyway, but I just think that that's a lot of what that performance was. And the movie wasn't very good. And so it just kind of, I was dreading that he was going to make it in there. Um, But I was very happy with a lot of the people that got in. 
I was very, very, very happy, you know, of course, with some of the Judas and the Black Messiah love, because I know really early, like a few months ago, because this season has been going on forever because of the pandemic. But a few months ago, people were saying that uh, Daniel Kaluuya might get snubbed. And I think that is one of the best performances of the year. I would argue it's actually lead and not supporting, but that's another argument for another day. But I was really happy to see that there. And I'm pretty positive. That's one of the only categories that's kind of locked up. One of them, the other one is lead actor, in my opinion. But but yeah, I was happy about that. Um, you know, we'll get into the snubs and I'll talk about some things I was unhappy about. Um, I was, of course, happy about Promising Young Woman. I mean, we did a whole episode on Promising Young Woman. So you can go back and listen to me talk about that for two hours and how much I love that movie. Um, and that movie means a lot to me personally. I understand why people don't like it, though. I honestly do understand why a lot of people don't like it and don't like the ending, of course. Um, and we won't necessarily I'm going to try in this episode not to spoil a lot of things just because we're going to be covering so many different movies. So just to my panelists as well. Um, but so I understand that. So I was happy for that, of course. Um, and I was happy about a few of the other nominations. I just like I said, I hesitate to say this means they're going to change because I don't necessarily believe that. I am also happy, I want to say, to see two female directors nominated. That is incredible. But Regina King should have been in there, too. But it still is amazing to have two female directors. It's sad to say it's amazing. There were also, of course, Stephen Yoon, who got nominated for Minari. And that's the first Asian-American actor to ever be nominated ever, which is so sad that it's the first but I'm happy it happened, but it's still sad that it's the first. <laughs> so it's like these incredible things. We could have uh, the first lead black female actress to win um, since Halle Berry won, which it's sad that it's been that long, but we could have that happen this year. Um, there are two options for that, you know, Viola Davis and then Audrey Day for um, Billie Holiday. So, yeah, so it's it's good. There's a lot of diversity. I just wish I was not a pessimistic person and believed this meant things were going to change. And I agree, Aaron. I do think a lot of this is because people saw these movies that, uh, that they usually wouldn't see and they got more promotion. And I think that's because everybody was stuck inside. And I do agree that now things are, that things are starting to sort of change. We probably won't necessarily see that next year, but who knows? And who knows? I don't even know what movies are going to be like in the running since everything's pushed back to 2022. So who knows? It's going to be a weird year for those Oscars. OK, so I want to talk a little bit. We already got into our overall thoughts, but before we get into our predictions, and I know this isn't on the outline, sorry. I just want to know um, what your favorite or you can say three favorites if you want to movies are that were nominated that are part of the Oscars right now. Not, um, so, Angela, what are your some, your three favorites? So three favorites and I get I mean, so pretty much everything like um right yeah right yeah, yeah everything every everything any, any movie that's nominated even if it's nominated for best score anything that's nominated um, or even costumes <laughs> oh well um i'm gonna say well as i was saying beginning promising young woman and i don't know why i i just watched it just a few days ago and i just didn't watch it sooner I, it was one of my lists and i'm so glad i was able to watch it you know b before we actually make this broadcast i was just like wow holy goddamn wow 
don't know it. I just felt I'm not I'm one of those okay it might sound really like crazy and I'm I don't know if I'm one of those crazy women like the but the thing that um she and I can't I'm sorry because I've been watching all the Oscar I can I'm getting all the name mixed up was the main actor Carrie Mulligan Carrie Mulligan no uh the the actor the character's name oh the character's name is um um Cassandra Cassie Cassandra yes Cassie Cassie, Cassandra Cassandra, yes Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but I I love the thing that she just does. I was like rooting for her. I was like, yes, do it, dig it. And I know I can see why a lot of people just don't like her because I know I see so many comments like, well, if she does that, she is just as bad at the as the man's who just like drugs, women or rape them, like which is completely no. I mean, at the same time, I can see you know giving back revenge is. I don't know. I think that was brilliant, in my opinions. Um, just and the twisted in the ends, like, oh wait, we were not allowed to spoil. Yeah, no so. spoilers on this. No one. spoilers. Yeah, okay, spoilers. well, no spoilers on this one. <laughs> I guess I could just talk to you guys about it later. But I honestly love *Proms* a young woman. It was very empowering, just for for someone for me who have went through sexual assault in the past. Just watching this and just like you know. This is a movie that we need to, like, you know, tell, you know, acknowledge or educate people that this is, like, date rape or sexual assault is a real thing. And it's just, it's, this movie is just dark and twisted. And I just love how it is. And I, but it needs to be told just with everything that's been going on. And um, just with women like me that went through these stuff, it's, you know, it's just... It feels empowering to me. Um, you know, I just hope, and I don't know, I'm just, I'm not trying to be biased, but I'm going to be biased. I just hope that, it's, you know, it wins like best pictures, best directors and actress. And I'm just being, I'm just waiting. So, but overall, let me just say the other two movies um, that I also like. I also, and I actually like Soul. I don't know if you guys watched the animation Soul. I didn't. I, I, it's really cute and I really love just like you know just seeing like how basically it's one of those movies where it's like you know life is precious you know you gotta make the best of it you know and sometimes you don't have to work too hard or get your career you know it's just you know as long as you're happy it's one of those kind of movies and um it's just I'm just I just love animations movie and just I I honestly felt buyers I think so is probably going to get the best anime yeah, and then the third one, um, I am having a hard time trying to choose between. Well, I actually like the third one, Judah and the Black Messiah, hands down. That's just, it just the this this whole movie makes me feel just rages and just everything has been going. And and I think the only reason why it hits me the most just because you know you have this person, um. I cannot remember. I'm trying to remember his name. Fred Hampton. That, are you talking about the main guy? Not Fred Hampton. Not the, oh, Billy. I think Bill. Judas. You're talking about Judas. Yes, Judas. Um, I and someone can. I have a love and a hate relationship with him just because I used to be in his positions where, growing up, you know, I was being bullied for being Asian, you know, and I 
why it's so, so bad just to like fit in to, you know, to the societies. And it gets to the point where I have to, you know, I was against my own family, my own Asian family. And I want to be so much to be white and chose to be like so much to be, you know, like these people. And it's just, it, the movie that was a bit triggering me just because as I realized after I watched it and it was just felt like I understand why I was so angry at Bill because I was angry at myself because I used to be that kind of person, you know, um, so because and I still have my, you know, family who, you know, are very conservative, are very homophobic, racist and sexist. You know, and they still, you know, vote for Trump and it doesn't really make sense because we're Asian. But I can also understand, you know, just growing up in these societies of you just want to so much be like them because it's just is. Yeah, I, that's uh, that I will probably stop that way. But that's like my top three movies. Mm-hmm. I can just totally relate to it. So yeah. and we did an episode, of course, covering Judas and the Black Messiah. And we talk about that, about, you know, the fact that a lot of white of Bill O'Neill and how he was facing the fact that he could go and this is in the very beginning, so it's not really spoilers, but that he um, could go to prison for years, for years and years and years or do this. And, you know, that's, that's a tough position to be put in, especially as a black man. And so, you know, we weren't excusing what he did, but a lot of talking about that and discussing that, that position. So, yeah. And then Aaron, what are your top three? Um, mine, I think, are all different. This is, I love <laughs> it that we all have different ones. Um, I really liked Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I think Viola Davis is just amazing in everything, but especially in this. I love that how she was just so in charge. Um, and the music was amazing. Um, the whole thing, it was it was really good. I don't know how long it was, but it seemed like it went a lot faster than a lot of the other movies. I don't know if it was shorter, if it was just more um, entertaining. <laughs> um, but I really liked it. I don't like really long movies. Like, I can't handle it. Like, two hours is, like, pushing it for me. Um, but that one, I loved it. Um, I also like Sound of Metal, um, which I think was really great it had a lot of feelings a lot of heart um Riz Ahmed is like super dreamy so that doesn't hurt either (laughs) um and Minari I think um is going to be my third one again it like it had so much heart and you get a chance to see into a family and um the immigrant experience. And I always find that really fascinating. My mother-in-law tells us um, stories. She came here when she was like six years old. And so she'll tell us kind of stories like that of her trying to be American, her parents not understanding. And so I always really like those kind of stories and um, grandma and I just love her so much. (laughs) She's the best, not a grandma you could have. (laughs) Um, So Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm going to go with those three. Awesome. Yeah. Well, everybody knows my number one is Promising Young Woman. I'm, I'm not going to say any more about it because I've already <laughs> spoken about it at, at nauseum. Um, my second is Sound of Metal. Sound of Metal. I remember when I saw Sound of Metal, because I had been searching for a movie 
that would speak to me and be like up there, like with the movies that I've seen the past couple of years that I've loved, like Waves and Rocket Man and A Star is Born and Loose and all these other movies that and I hadn't really found one like that. And this was the first one of 2020 that I found. And I remember watching it and I was just like, I paused it at a moment because I had to do something really quickly. And I was like, this is like catnip for me. This movie is like Aaron's kind of movie. Uh, it's very character driven. I think the last shot of this movie is the best final shot of any movie this in 2020, hands down. It's so beautiful. When it was over, I rewound it and watched it like three more times, just that last scene. Cause I think it is so beautiful. And I think Riz Ahmed is so amazingly good in this. And also Paul Ritchie, who I'm just so glad that he actually made it into the supporting actor. Cause I thought he was going to be snubbed for Jared Leto. So I'm very, very glad that he made it in. That made me very happy. Um, so yeah, I, I, I love that one a lot. I think it's beautiful. I think it's, uh, it's just, it's about music. It's about hearing. It's about, life it's about accepting yourself and accepting what happens to you and finding the beauty in that and um i just i just think it's such a beautiful beautiful work of film and it's so beautifully written beautifully shot the sound design is so incredible i love the way they did that because i love the way that they made you have to experience what somebody who is losing their hearing and then somebody when, you know, all, all everything they're going through and that you have to experience it yourself. I think that was a beautiful, perfect decision to do. I just, I just think it's absolutely just a beautiful film for third. It's very hard for me because I like a lot of these movies and love a lot of these movies. I don't know what would actually be my third one <laughs> to be quite honest of these. It probably would be between um, Judas, um, Ma Rainey's, which is an hour and 34 minutes. So, yes, it is a short movie. I was looking it up just to see. <laughs> yeah, it's a, and that's very much a play. And I like movies that feel like a play since it's based on August Wilson's play, of course. And we also did an episode on Ma Rainey's, so you can go back and listen to that. Um, those, and I, and I loved Minari, too. I thought Minari was really beautiful. Um, and I loved One Night in Miami, and I wish that had gotten some other bigger prizes because I think that one's beautiful, too, and that also is based on a play. So I think it's kind of a three-way tie there. I know I kind of cheated there, but it's hard for me to choose one that would be my third, to be honest. Um, but probably it would probably would be – it probably would actually be Judas just because of the performances. Um, yeah, so I would say probably that one. Okay, so I want to get into predictions. I want to just have fun here, and I'll also go through some of our polls. So I want to start off with animated film first. We're going to start with that. So let me read who is nominated. We've got Onward from Pixar, Over the Moon from Netflix, A Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon from Netflix, Soul and from Pixar, and then Wolfwalkers from Apple, Apple TV Plus slash GKids. So, Angela, who do you predict is going to win? Actually, we'll do it this way. Who do you predict is going to win and who do you want to win? So. For both. You, that's <laughs> it. That, that's all. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I could, okay. Well, I'm not trying to be biased. Also, because I haven't even seen a Sean the Sheep movies or Wolf Walkers. I've heard Wolf Walker is good, but that's also an Apple TV Plus. So that's probably why I didn't even know. That even yeah. exists. Um, but 
you know, I, Onward was cute, though. You know, like, it's, you know, you have this, you know, two, like, kids who lost their dad in a very young age, and, you know, they only have some few times to, um, you know, spend time with them, except that they can't see the whole, like, they, there's this magic staff that they found. And, you know, they bring their dad back to life, but only half of it. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if you guys saw um, Onward, Did, Aaron. No? I'm not an animated fan. I don't okay. like animated films. So I haven't so, seen any of these, so I'm going <laughs> to do the prediction. Yeah it's, okay. yeah, it's okay. It's just like, they. so the dad came back, just only half of him. So he's just like the waist down and not like, there's no other face. So, they, so it was just kind of cute and funny and go on an adventure trying to get his other half back before 24 hours or I guess 40 hours hits but it was just so magical and really cute but overall soul soul is just yeah. it's just the sounds just just the picture and the stories the fat cat of course the fat cat because I love cats <laughs> but it's so cute so yeah so that's my that's my that's uh, that's how I think it's gonna win um and who I want that's who you to, want to win, win. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then Aaron. I have not seen any of these either. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I think probably Soul because I've heard really good things about it. Uh, it is on my list to watch, but I'm just like, I can never find myself in the right mood to want to watch an animated film, even though I put them in my watch list and I don't. Um, but I also want to, I want Sean the Sheep to win because I love Sean the Sheep so much like Wallace and Gromit is one of my favorite things um so I I will always root for Sean the sheep (laughs) (laughs) I bet it'll be soul yeah that's um that's my guess is it's gonna be um soul um and like I said I haven't seen any of these so I have no opinion on any of them but yeah um Okay, and how about let's get on to let's do best supporting best actress in a supporting role, and the nominees are Maria Bakalova for Borat subsequent movie film, Glenn Close Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy, Olivia Coleman for The Father, Amanda Seyfried for Mank, and I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing this, Yu Young Yoon Yoon for Minari. Um, and our poll, just really quickly on our Twitter poll, and um, just combined, um, and I'm assuming they were going for um, Yon from Minari instead of Seafried, but because I had to put two of them together because on Twitter you can only do four names, but that's who won our poll, but it was very close because this is one of the categories right now that is totally up in the air. This is like one people are not sure at all. Every single person got a vote on our poll. So this is one that is was very close to. It was like just neck and neck for everybody. So who do you think is going to win, Angela? And who do you want to win? I haven't even seen, um, you know, Borat and subsequent subsequent yeah subsequent movement over hillbilly edgy edgy elegy So and I actually love Glenn Close, but I can only imagine that movie will be good, but I, the other three ones, I am thinking that who is probably going to win is, it's hard between Olivia Colesman's or Yeo Jung Yun, I think, 
I'm thinking, hoping it's, I'm thinking it's going to be Olivia Coleman, but I also, but I want uh, Yeo Jung-yun to win the best actress in supporting roles, just because, and I just recently watched The Father last night too, very late, um, but it was just, Olivia Coleman is just, just, you know, just, you know, just supporting her. I, I believe it's her father's dementia, I believe. Is that correct? Alzheimer's. Way, yes, yeah. Alzheimer's. Okay. Is that, did I mess it up? Did, I don't know if it's, if it's too different, if they're two different things, Alzheimer's and dementia. No, people put them together all the time. Okay. But I know sometimes people, sometimes dementia doesn't go all the way, I believe, to, I mean, I don't know, I'm not a medical person, but yeah, no, don't worry about it. Okay. So yeah, that's my that's my decision. So I I haven't watched the other two, so Okay. Um so yeah. Yeah. Um and then Aaron, what do you think is going to win and what would you want to win? I both I think and my favorite is Yoo Jung-yeon. Um as I said before, she was just really fantastic. Um I agree Olivia Coleman was good in The Father, but I don't it wasn't one of my favorite movies out of all of them anyway. Um, I think Minari was, was definitely better. So um, I think she's been getting um, other awards for that. So I hope that she'll win this mm-hmm. one too, because she was really fantastic. Um, and in such a movie that like, I she didn't speak a lot of English in it. And to be in a movie that's made for Americans and to still have like, be able to convey such feeling um, in an, in another language. Like I don't typically like movies with subtitles, but I love this movie um, because she was just, even without knowing the words that were coming out of her mouth as she was saying them, being able to read them and still see her acting and her expressions. It was just really good. Yeah. And um, that's, um, who I want to win is Yon, and then that's who I think is going to win. But I think it's between her and actually Maria Bakova. Excuse me, I know I'm saying that wrong. From Borat, um, she's actually won some awards too. So I think it's between those two. But it could also be Glenn Close, only because Glenn Close holds the. I think she holds the record for the most nominations and never won. She's never won, and. When Olivia Coleman, that's why it's so funny that they're up against each other again, because when Olivia Coleman won for the favorite, she was up against Glenn Close and everybody thought that was finally going to be Glenn Close's year. <laughs> she lost again. And Hillbilly Elegy is a horrible movie, but Glenn Close is actually pretty good in it. But um, so I think it's one that's really hard to predict, but that's what I'm saying. And I'm hoping that I'm right, because I do think um, that she was really good. Um, in Minari and yeah I think that was really good and I think that one's picking up steam it's kind of like rising up there okay so next up is best actor in a supporting role Um, and the nominees are Sasha Baron Cohen for Trial of Chicago 7 Daniel Kaluuya Kaluuya, why do I always uh, so bad at pronouncing things Um, from Judas and the Black Messiah Leslie Odom Jr. from One Night in Miami Paul Ritchie from um, Sound of Metal and Lakeith Stanfield, also from Judas and the Black Messiah, who was also lead and not supporting. Anyway, <laughs> um, so Angela, who do you think is going to win, and who do you want to win? Um, is this for best? Is this for best actor in supporting roles? Best supporting actor, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 
20... I cannot remember which character that Leslie played again, because I just saw that movie just not a while back. Um, He played Sam Cooke. Okay. Okay, so... Am I actually going to say Daniel for Judas the Black Messiah is going to win? And this is a person that I do want to win for the best actor in supporting roles. So yes, still my decision is still the same. Um, Daniel's who I wanted to win for um, the best actors. And I know that he's probably will think well, well win for the best actor in supporting roles. And then Aaron. I'm going to go the other direction with Lakeith Stanfield, I think, for Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, I thought he was really amazing in that. Um, so I, I hope he wins. I also really liked um, Paul Ricci. Oh, God, I'm never going to say right. Um, anyway, in Sound of Metal. But um, I think I I think Lakeith Stanfield should get it. I don't know. I hate guessing who's going to get it. I just wanted to. I want all of my choices to win. <laughs> well, I think Daniel's going to win this. I think this is one of the only ones you can predict. He's been winning everything. I think he's winning. That's who I want to win. Um, that's who won our poll. It was the only one that wasn't like, the, the like Odom Jr. was the only other one that received one vote. And the others were all for Daniel Kaluuya. So I, I think he's going to win. I think that who, that's who should win. Um, but yeah, I think that's the only one that we won't have, like, that we won't be like, oh, who's going to win that one and best actor are the only ones I think are pretty solid. Um, okay. So let's get to screenplays. So for best original screenplay, we have Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. So who do you think is going to win best original screenplay? And who do you want to win Best Original Screenplay, Angela? I want, I actually, I really want Minari to be put, you know, click as the Best Original Screenplay. Just because it's just, I don't know, like, there's just part of it, there's something about it that just, the simplicity of it, of just, and, well, I mean, I wouldn't call it simple, but for me, just of wanting you know, coming here went, you know, a simple life where, you know, they can't be controlled by anyone that they did like, you know, find a different resource that they can, you know, do. It's just, I honestly really want Minari to be the best of screenplay, but I felt, I felt like, I felt like either, I felt like the sound of metals is probably just going to, you know, take home the awards in my opinion. So that's just my predictions. So. Okay. And Aaron. I don't want to play this game anymore. This is too hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my That's God. Fine. You must finish it, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Um, I think I want Promising Young Woman to win because I, it's just so different than all the other ones. It's something like this you don't typically see winning awards. Um, but I do. Oh gosh. I'm torn between Sound of Metal and Minari. Um, I don't know. 
unfortunately, I don't know if Promising Young Woman will, um, just because it is so different. Um, but I think Sound of Metal has been getting kind of a lot of attention uh, as well. So I'm going to go with that. That's probably going to win, even though we all want Promising Young Woman, right? Mm -hmm. yes, of course. I mean, yes I do of course <laughs> I actually think this is the only one that it might win I don't think it's going to win anything else spoiler alert for my predictions um, but I think I think I think it actually could win this one I think this is the only one that it has a really the strongest chance of winning um, and that's of course who I want it to win and that's what won our poll and sadly, just like screenwriters are always, sometimes they're not even allowed on the film set unless they're a producer or a director. Sadly, this is the poll that got the least votes, this screenplay poll. <laughs> so <laughs> it just goes to speak that people just kind of forget about screenwriters. Anyway, that'll be my little rant about that. <laughs> um, okay, so best adapted screenplay is Borat's subsequent movie film. And yes, it is considered adapted since it's a sequel. They consider it adapted from the original. Um, the Father... Nomad Land, One Night in Miami, and The White Tiger, which I don't even know what The White Tiger is, which makes me feel really bad. But anyway, who do you want to win and who do you think will win, Angela? Okay, so I, I haven't watched Borat or The White Tiger, so I, I'm actually going to say, I don't know, I'm one of those rare ones that actually like Nomad Lands. I'm, I'm sorry. I liked it too. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, I love, uh, you know, so, but I'm going to say um, who I want to win is Nomadland, who I think is also, who you know, who the, you know, the Academy is going to choose. I, I'm kind of torn between Nomadland and One Night in Miami, but I have a feeling that Nomadland is probably going to take it. So that's my predictions. And Aaron. Okay, first of all, like, why Borat? Why is that even nominated <laughs> for anything? I just don't understand. Like, it's funny. It was stupid. It's like the stupidest movie I've ever seen, but it was funny in a stupid way. But, like, why is it nominated for anything? Anyway, rant over. Um, and shockingly, Sasha Baron Cohen is like a really good actor. Like, in the trial of Chicago he 7, really he was great in that. I just don't understand why this stupid movie is nominated. But anyway, I also think that Nomadland is probably going to win. It was not one of my favorites. I found it kind of boring. Um, I really, me personally, I think One Night in Miami should win. Um, I really like it uh, when they adapt plays like that. Um, I think it was really well done. But yeah, unfortunately, probably Nomadland will win, which I think was the most boring movie out of all of these ones that I watched. I'm sorry, but like... It's, I don't know. I don't know. I was on my phone a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think Nomadland's going to win. I w would want One Night in Miami to win. Um, but I liked Nomadland, but I like movies about that subject matter. Um, like I mentioned in our Veronica Mars episode, I really like like Into the Wild is one of my favorite movies and stuff like that where people are going off the grid because I wanted to do that for so long and they just speak to me this weird way. So I liked it, but I can totally understand why people wouldn't like it. I mean, it's not everyone's cup of tea. for sure. <laughs> so I understand. 
Okay, so let's get into best actor and best actress. So let's start um, in a leading role. So best actress in a leading role, the nominees are Viola Davis in Ma Rainey's, Andra Day in The United States versus Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand in Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan in Promising Young Woman. So Angela, who do you think is going to win and who do you want to win? There's a best actress, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jesus. Well, oh. um, so I haven't seen the United States versus Billy Holidays or Pieces of a Woman. But Viola Davis and Frances McNorman and um, Carrie, I'm like rubbing my forehead and I'm just like, I, I can't do this. Like, this is, and I, my, I have a, I have a love of Viola Davis. I really do. I love her so much. And I just. I'm just, you know, it's just, but then I also love, like, I don't know. I'm, like, breaking down. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> it's okay, Angela. <laughs> That's it. I want all, I, I don't, I haven't watched the other two, but I want all five. You want all five to win? I want all five. <laughs> <laughs> a five-way tie? This is what the dream. This is just. I don't think I was going to have ever, you know, picked more than, you know, one ever. Have they? Have they not? I don't think so ever. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, I'm just going to I think the one I do want to win um, is Viola Davis. And it's because deep down, I really love that woman. I just love her so much. So, but to other, it's just, and Frances has been so, like, she's been in so many mo good movies, you know, in the past. I just love her work. The, the, you know, the, re the last one I watched her was Three Billboards, and that was just amazing. And just, her, just so happy that she, you know, got nominated again, too, for Nomadland, because I also love that movie. So, and Promising Young Woman. So, but unfortunately, I feel like the one that's is going to take it home, the Oscar, uh, VR Davis. I, th I, I, that's, that's my, even though I want the other ones as well, but that's my prediction. <laughs> Angela just wants every woman to win. So. Yes. Um, that, yes, that is, yes, that is exactly that. Every woman who wins, directors and stuff, that, that's just, it just needs to happen. Every woman. Every woman. <laughs> Costumes, pictures, screenplays. Here we go. <laughs> and Aaron, who do you think is going to win and who do you want to win? Oh, this is hard. I agree. Every woman should just win everything. Um, <laughs> the only one here I didn't see was Pieces of a Woman. Um, the content of that movie just didn't really appeal to me. But Viola Davis was really great. Um, I also think Andrew Day uh, in the United States versus Billie Holiday was amazing so I think that's who I want to win I, I, I can't that must have been such a difficult role to play and she was just so great at it um, but I I don't Frances McDormand has won like a bazillion awards right so I feel like she's probably going to win just because she like wins everything all the time and she's great but again like not a fan of Nomadland I don't know I think it's just so boring. Um, 
So I'm I'm afraid that either Francis McDormand or Viola Davis would win. I wouldn't be upset about Viola Davis. I would probably be upset about Francis McDormand. <laughs> but um, I think Andrew Day should definitely win. That was amazing. Um, so I think um, Andrew Day is going to win just because she got some late momentum and she's actually been winning stuff. Um, and I think also the Oscars want to make a statement and it will be the first time since Halle Berry that a black woman has won for lead actress. So I think that would be part of the reasoning behind it, but she would deserve it. So even if there, that is the reason she still would deserve it, even though I would want Carrie Mulligan to win, she still, I think it'd still be deserving. Um, and in our poll, this is another one that is hard to predict because this has been all over the place. And Andrew Day won, but by like one vote and pretty much everybody got a vote. Um, I would say in second place was Carrie Mulligan. Um, but yeah, pretty much everybody got one vote. Um, and I will say as the only person who's seen pieces of a woman, um, Vanessa Kirby is absolutely fantastic. She deserves this nomination. That movie is very painful and sad and hard to watch. And it's even harder to watch because of all the um, abuse allegations and horrible things Shia LaBeouf has been accused of. And this, you know, all this stuff came out right when this movie came out. Um, And so they stopped campaigning him and stopped. And it's really hard because there is a scene in this that's really hard to watch because of those accusations. And he's admitted to some of those things. So, you know, he's not a good person. So it's hard to watch because of that. But she is really, really good in it. So I do want to say that she deserves this nomination. Um, I think everybody nominated in this category, honestly, is fabulous and amazing. Mm -hmm. So I would be okay with anybody winning. I actually wouldn't want Frances McDormand to win only because of the fact that she's won, that she just recently won for three three billboards, which I actually hate that movie. But um, (laughs) I do. I passionately hate that movie. Um, but I think she's a great actress and I like her a lot. So I, but yeah, but that would be the only one that I would be kind of like, Oh, you've already won. I don't know. I'm kind of in that camp of you've already won. And, um, but I'd be happy with any of the others. Okay. So best actor in a leading role. Oops. The nominees are Riz Ahmed, Ahmed in Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman in Ma Rainey's, Anthony Hopkins in The Father, Gary Oldman in Mank, and Stephen Young in Minari. Who do you want to win, Angela, and who do you think is going to win? Okay, so when I watch Mank, I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, I got, I got with all my food so boring. And I, I'm so sorry for bashing this, but I can't even understand what was going on. And I'm also one of that person that really not much of a fan of a black and white movie. Too. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it was, they were just blabbing through things and everything was going on. And it was all, I don't know what, I, I know we were supposed to talk about best actor. And I'm just already bashing this movie's things. And I, it's fine. it was just, they said it was like for politicals and I think it was based on honestly I don't like it I also Gary um Gary Ottman's I I don't know I'm just gonna pretend that movie never exists in my I'm just gonna not even think it ever exists so I can't even believe I wasted two hours of my time just trying to figure out what was going and also wasted one hour 
of looking online trying to figure out what this movie was actually talking about. So, um, no. <laughs> so, but for me, as far as who I think, I have a feeling, and I don't know if, if you two will agree with me, but I feel like there's a cameo where they're probably going to choose Chadwick Boseman for the, uh, you know, Ma Rainey. And honestly, thing is, I love Chadwick Boseman. Like, he is a completely amazing actor. It's just RIP to him. And I'm just, I, I remember just like how sad it was when he, you know, passed away. Like, it was just such a big thing. And, but I felt, I honestly, I, I wonder if, you know, I wonder if the Academy is, is going to nominate or I picked him just for because he passed away. And I, I don't know. That's just my, thoughts on i hear so many comments about it um but the thing is though he is an amazing um actor and and i would wholly be fine with him actually i would choose him you know to actually because i really love mulraney black bottom like that's like that's such a really great movie and just him like i i think he's going he's going to he's going to win and i this is the person that I do want to win. I just, I also hear so many awful comic people saying like, well, he's probably just going to win because he's dead. And it's like, what? People do this? So I don't know what you guys thoughts on this though. Um, I also like um, Riz Hashmet, you know, from South of Metal as well. So these two are like, you know, are like against it. And I just, and Steven, you're on too. Like just, um, and honestly, I want, and I'm so happy that Steven Yeun for the for the first best actors to be nominated. Just be, you know, just I would be fine with them taking as well. And I wonder is because of you know last year, Parasite has just won for a lot of things, including the best picture, you know, and this making it possible for someone like Steve Steven Yeun to you know be you know to be you know nominated. So that's. Just my opinion. Also, I'm going to ask you guys two questions in your opinions on this. Aaron, with mm-hmm. A. Last name A. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you said earlier that, you know, um, the wife, she, you know, for someone who doesn't speak much English, does so well. But I need your guys' opinions on this. Do you guys notice? And I, I watch a lot of Korean drama. So for Steven Yeun to actually speak his language, I felt like he was a bit struggling, in my opinions, because he's. It seems like he's trying to like um, speak Korean, and I and, and you know it's. I'm just because I've been watching so much Korean dramas, like I can feel like there was a natural, compared to Steven, who you know I can see that there's a bit of a struggles or like there's a, I feel like there's an accent that he's. I don't know. I don't know if what you guys thought about it or something like, but I just noticed that, you know, um, because for me being Vietnamese and Ashley Bowen here, like I actually have a hard time speaking my own language as well and trying to speak, you know, that's just my opinion. So, well, Aaron, a, you can answer it first. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think he was, I think he was great. Um, I don't know which is his first language, English or Korean. I'm not sure, but um, I think he did a great job. 
you know, conveying the emotions that mm. go with it. And you don't need to know, uh, understand the words coming out of his mouth because you, you can just look at him and, and know what he's saying. Um, but I really love him. I'll watch him in like mm-hmm. anything. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, I first fall in love um, with him in from the like, walking dead. So like, oh my God. <laughs> can we just have like a spinoff of just him doing things mm-hmm. like, We'll pretend that that unfortunate event never happened and give him his own show mm-hmm. and just stare at his beautiful face all the time. Anyway, yeah, no, I think he was great. But again, like, I don't I don't watch a lot of Korean dramas like you do. I guess the only other Korean drama I can think of that I've, that I've watched regularly is Sweet Home, which, again, is, like, all subtitles, too, but I love it. I thought he was great. So I don't really, I mean, I don't really have any other opinion other than that. I thought he did a really fantastic, fabulous job. Um, he wasn't my favorite performance of these and I'll get to mine in just a second. Um, but I thought he did. I thought he was fabulous and wonderful. Um, I think he's an amazing actor anyway. I think he's incredible. I think it's sad that, uh, I mean, I think it's awesome that he's been nominated, but I think it's sad that it's taken this long. Um, for an Asian man to be nominated for best actor that I think is sad, but I am happy that it's happened. Um, so yeah, I would say that's, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I think he's great. I don't know. <laughs> he's amazing. So, I was just kind of asking my opinions yeah. because like, no, I just watched I story and then for him to just kind of do it, like that's make, that's what makes him so amazing. Like if he doesn't even know the language, but the fact that he actually, is doing it. It's just so great, though. It's just honestly, Len, I just changed my mind. You know what? Yeah, let's. Ha- I just want him to win. Just, <laughs> I, I just, let's just take. I'll just take that back. Also, first Asians, Americans, do it, do it. We must. We it, it needs to happen. Just go. Biased <laughs> opinion. Sorry, but I'm not trying to make it as a race. But might as well just. You know what? supporting my people must do it so (laughs) and i do want to say just as also as an aside because he is the first asian american actor of korean descent i do want to just make a correction here and sorry i should have Mm -hmm. corrected that and then um rizamet is the is the first he also has an has asian descent yes so yeah because um he's english pakistani so i want to make sure that we that i correct myself there because Mm -hmm. so both of them so it but it is sad that it's taken this long but happy for both that so small yeah. steps it is is you know that and that's why i said like this, this year oscars a little bit much more diverse than you know than past few, and you know just small steps because i feel like you know what, what happened last year with parasites i think it's like a like a open like it opens a door to like more and i'm just so excited for what more to come for the mm-hmm. next following oscar so also yeah. I'll, I'll just shut up <laughs> <laughs> that was it was interesting and then Aaron, who do you think is going to win? Who do you want to win? Um, well, also speaking of first, Riz Ahmed is also the first Muslim to be yes, uh, nominated for leading mm-hmm. actors, which is really fantastic and totally well-deserved. I think he was amazing in that. Um, I I think Chadwick Boseman, he was, it was really great. He did an excellent performance. Um, I think he might win just because of all of the uh, other awards it he's been winning. Um, I want Steven Yeun to win because again, I, 
I really love that movie. He was so great in it. Um, gosh, I think it's between both both of those. Actually, I don't know. I can pick one or the other. If Chadwick Boseman wins it, it will be really unfortunate because people are going to say that it's because uh, he died and it was his last performance. But it's not like it wouldn't be well deserved. Um, I think people on the internet are just jerks and like to complain about stuff. Um, but it would be very very well deserved if he does win. Mm-hmm. I think this is the surest category of any of them. Honestly, I think Bozeman's going to win. I think it would be an absolute shock if he does not win. He deserves it. So it's not to me, it's sad that it is clouded by the fact that everybody is going to say it's just because he died and tragically and, and that, you know, um, it, I think that's what people are going to say. But he does deserve it. He does give an amazing performance. I would personally give it to Riz Ahmed because that's my favorite of them. But I think, but I will be perfectly happy with Bozeman winning. Um, The only person that he has lost to so far is Anthony Hopkins, but that was for the BAFTA. And BAFTAs tend to really like to award other English actors. And the BAFTAs have a lot of problems with representation anyway. But that was... um, that was the one that he, that was the only one that I'm aware of, of the big major ones that he has lost. But so I'm pretty positive. This is the one that's the most sure, the surest bet this one. And then um, I would say, Dan, and then I would say best supporting actor. Those are the two surest in my mind. I could be totally wrong. Um, and that was, and this is also who won our poll was Bozeman. Um, Oldman did get, I'm um, not Oldman. I'm sorry. Whew. Oh, sorry about that. Um <laughs> Because he did not get any um, votes, um, but uh, Anthony Hopkins did get a vote, and um, so did um, Riz Ahmed. So they both got some votes as well. But Bozeman definitely won our poll, hands down. Um, so yeah, and I think that's who's going to win. Um, and I will say for um, for Gary Oldman and for Mank and stuff, and the reason that's being nominated is Hollywood loves movies about Hollywood, and it's about Hollywood. So. That's a lot of the reason it's getting, it's getting love. It's about Hollywood and Hollywood just loves any movie that's about itself. So of course that's going to get nominations. Uh, would have been surprising if it didn't. Okay. So now let's move on to best director. Okay. And the nominees are, okay. Best director is Thomas Vinter, Vinterberg for another round. David Fincher for Mank, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, Chloe Chow for Nomadland and Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman. So who do you think is going to win, Angela, and who do you want to win? Okay, I would like to clarify that I haven't seen another round, so I don't... Fuck, Mink. I, 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 I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Just Angela really doesn't like <laughs> Mink. That's my big takeaway. <laughs> it's just... And I, you know, if people hear me saying, like, they're probably going to say, this girl probably don't know what is what is about because i don't know what is about i I tried i tried to like read in articles and i just don't understand that's just it's just about this you know rich people and just just raising the goddamn money on stupid things and just like just everyday rich people (laughs) you know sorry sorry, i didn't know there'd be so much passion about this movie on (laughs) i don't know it's just I mean, so I think it's so, like Gary Oldman plays a character that is a socialist, and I, I'm actually, I'm totally like, 
fine with that because I'm because you know like you know me you know I actually being okay with socialism and stuff but the everything else is just this movie is just whatever um the best I'm honestly can I just say that I really want for the best director with the S directors directors <laughs> you want more than one you mean yes <laughs> okay go ahead. I want, Who do you I, want? want I, I want I want I want Lands and Promise Young Woman bye the two it's, women it, to win. This, this is this already been <laughs> I also, and the thing is, so I actually don't mind like Lee Isaac Jones too because like, you know, again, like we you know we can have another like, you know, like Asian American directors like because it's compared site one from last year for directors as well. But yes, I believe yes. So you know, but this I need I I want. I've been wanting a woman director for such a long time, and I need it. And I and you know what? I felt like I want promising young woman. I want Emerald F- Fennelly. I think I I stopped talking her name. I believe it's Fennelly. Yeah, so to take the award home. I feel like she's so well determined, you know, with this movie. I just love promising young woman, but I also have a feeling um, that Nomadland might take the award. But then I'm also like, also feel like Promising Young Woman is also gonna take this award because I don't want it. But I'm fine with these two women. I just need this just give one. it to the women. Give it to the women, and then you know, and then the third, you know, Lee Isaac Jung. That's okay. right. But Mang's and the other, I don't have to see the other round. But please, no. If I swear to God, if Mang wants for direct directors, I wish I'm pretty sure it won't. I'll just be enraged, and I'll be like, so. But yes, sorry for my my venting it's okay. stuff. It's funny, it's funny, because I really didn't think we'd have much of anything to say about that movie, but nope. I think it's funny. And then Aaron, who do you think's gonna win, and who do you want to win? Oh, I totally feel you with Mank. Like, what is the point of that movie? Why did that new movie need to be made in the first place? Like, it just. Yeah, it was confusing. It made no sense. There was no point to like great like people in old Hollywood doing weird things and having fun and nobody cares. Like I don't care about any of these people. Anyway. Can we just do an episode where me and Angela just complain I know. about me for an hour? <laughs> do an episode just about <laughs> Oh God. Um I'm afraid no man land will win because um it's winning everything in the world but I'm okay with it um just for the representation I I would be okay with it I think Promising Young Woman um Emerald Fennell did a great job um that's I think the one that I would want to win or Minari obviously I want it to win everything but um gosh I hope it's not No Man Land just because I didn't like the movie not no offense to the director (laughs) because she seems lovely. <sighs> but I did like uh, Promising Young Woman as a movie, so I'm going to go with that for my favorite. Um, well, I think Nomadland's going to win because it has been winning everything. She won Director's Guild, and that kind of usually can tell you. I mean, isn't always, but, you know, I think she's going to win. It'll be nice to have. I think this this is the first time since Catherine Bigelow won for The Hurt Locker, which was the first time a woman had ever won. So this is 
this would be only the second time a woman has won for best director if she wins. So that's sad. Um, so let's stop that. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. Um, but yeah, I do think Nomadland's going to win. I would want Emerald Fennell to win, but I'll be, ha- I'll be fine with the winner on this one. I'm not going to be upset with it. Um, just because we do need more women to win these awards. Imagine promising young women's winning for best directors. <laughs> if promising young woman wins anything other than screenplay, I am going to be very happy. Um, but yeah. So, okay. So let's go on to best picture. Best picture. Okay. Uh, yes. okay. And the nominees are the father, Judas and the black Messiah, Angela and Aaron's favorite movie, Mank, Minari. <laughs> Minari. Watch it, Erin. Oh, <laughs> I just think it's so funny how passionate both of you hate that, especially we're gonna you, be, <laughs> We're going to be the first people banned from the podcast. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Oh, and I forgot to say who our um, audience uh, with our poll for Best Director. It was, this one got was right up with screenplay with not getting as many uh, votes. People don't seem to care as much about this opposed to the picture of the actors. Um, but uh, Chloe, Chloe Chow won. So the poll. Okay. But this one, sorry. So best picture, who do you think's going to win and who do you want to win Angela? She's trying to get up the courage to say make. <laughs> don't do it. Hold it in. Don't do it. <laughs> A big middle finger to Mank. (laughs) (laughs) We're also going to forget that it ever exists. I'm going to say it again. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, just... I just... I kind of feel gross, and I think I need, like, a gin and tonic. (laughs) Just saying the word is just... Oh, I just, the thing is that I really like all these movies, besides Pink. (laughs) It's so hard, because, like, all of these, like, these movies, like, they're just so different, and, like, you know, just, oh, I don't, I mean, of course, deep inside, I really want Promise Young Woman to get the best picture because if they do, it's like, I would just be so happy if Promise Young Woman just gets just, I just felt like, and don't judge me, I just feel like part of me just felt like me as a woman, I won in some way of just like, I don't know, just... I really want a promising young woman to get the best pictures. I really, really wanted to so bad, but I felt. Now, this is going to be hard because, like, I don't know what the. Like, you know, they're going to pick. I mean, from what I'm seeing, though, Nomadland has been gaining so much worry from what, like, from everything and being nominated for the most. I mean, yeah, no matter we'll, we'll, we'll get, which I'm totally fine. I, I'd love the movie, but honestly, I would have preferred Promise Young Woman, The Sound, or The Sound of Metals, or Minari, or Jew and the Black Messiah. Here, these do. I just, yeah, 
that's just that's just my um, predictions as of right now. So. Okay. <laughs> and Aaron, are you also gonna sing the praises of Mank? Oh my God, Mank all the way! I changed my mind. It's now my favorite. <laughs> just kidding. Um, oh God. Okay, we won't talk about that. You know my feelings on that. We haven't really talked about the father much, and I think it was a good movie. I don't know if it's like award-winning movie. I thought it was filmed really well. Um, to the the way it was filmed to cause confusion that he's feeling. I think that was great, but I, I don't know if it's award-winning for that. But um, gosh, I guess the well, just the same that I've been saying over and over again. Um, Minari, um, I think. Oh gosh, I'm I'm with Angela. I can't decide. Because um, Promising Young Woman should win too. It was an amazing movie. Um, the Sound of Metal also, but we haven't really talked about the Trial of the Chicago Seven either. Uh, which, aside from like the issues we all have with Aaron Sorkin, I think like I I thought it was a great movie. The way it was told, the way it was presented, the story was presented um, again. But I don't know if that's like an award-winning movie, really. So. I would, I would like to see, gosh, I don't know, Minari or Sound of Metal to win probably, but again, I bet it will probably be Nomadland, um, which I, again, I guess I won't be super upset about because um, everyone kind of seems to like it more than me, but <laughs> I figured it out. Okay. It's just like, it's kind of boring and not a lot of stuff happens and it, it seems like to me, like the American, everyone loved, and I couldn't understand why everyone liked that movie either. So there's just some movies I just don't get. Sorry, Aaron. So my George Clooney fangirl has to I come know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't do it. I mean, yeah. No. I th- see, I love really quiet movies that are character studies are some of my favorite movies, but I understand that's not everybody's cup of tea. Like, I yeah, the love the American. Study. That's it. I can't do the character study movies when it's just, oh my God, the American is like silent all the time. And he's like putting together, he's, all you hear is like clicks and clicks and clicks. And he's putting together. I think that's, I God, think that's I one of George Clooney's it. best performances. I think that movie is so underrated. I love hey. George Clooney, but I can't <laughs> deal with that movie. But I mean, there is, and there's, but there's, there is that part. You have to appreciate Aaron that there is the part where he's like working out or doing something you see him with his shirt off. I mean, he looks really pretty amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you're just going to nominate that scene, then sure. Best picture. Go for it. (laughs) Wow. We got George Clooney in. We got Christian fucking Bale in. This episode wins the bingo for sure. There you go. <laughs> did we, we didn't get, I'm trying to think what else we didn't, what else did we get? Anyway. Okay. So I think Nomadland is going to win. I would of course want Promising Young Woman to win. Um, of course. Uh, as far as the poll goes, this poll is still going on, so I can't give final results. But right now, <laughs> Promising Young Woman and Judas and the Black Messiah are tied. And I'm shocked that Judas and the Black Messiah is getting as many votes. And I just realized I totally misspelled Messiah in my poll. <laughs> oh, no. I spelled, it, I spelled it M-E-D-S-I-A. So I'm very embarrassed. So apologies to everybody. Um, 
I don't know how that happened. But anyway, um, so those two are tied right now. And Aaron and Angela will be very happy to know that nobody has voted for Mank in anything so far. So nobody. If thinks- so, I'm going to hunt one of y'all down. So I'll find you These are who they think is going to win. So even if they did, it wouldn't be necessarily that they wanted them to win. Okay, so we're going to throw in one more because got reminded of this as a shout out to very frequent panelists, basically almost my co-host at this point. Carla would be very upset if we didn't at least talk about best original song because, of course, her beloved movie Eurovision was nominated. So the nominees are Fight for You from Judas and the Black Messiah. Hear My Voice from Trial of the Chicago 7, Husevic from Eurovision, um, I don't know how to say this, IOC, or I guess it's Scene, from The Life Ahead, and Speak Now from One Night in Miami. So, just for fun, Angela, who do you think is going to win, and who do you want to win? Eurovision. I, only- <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Eurovisions at all, but for Carla... It'll be your revisions. I will choose it just for you. It's going to happen. So. <laughs> and then Aaron? Yes. All in with Eurovision. 100%. Um, it will be a crime if Eurovision does not win an Oscar because then Carla can say the Oscar award winning Eurovision. <laughs> Honestly, like, I don't... That's the only original song from any of these movies that I can actually remember hearing so it was incorporated into the movie at least because the other ones I assume were just like at some point in the credits or something I don't know because I can't picture any of these other songs in the movies so obviously the Eurovision movie is the best one truly (laughs) plus I just want brownie points from Clara (laughs) (laughs) she owes us now yes so Carla will love us um, so, yes, yes, Eurovision is what should win, even though I have not watched it yet. I will, I promise. I know, Carla, I owe you because you watch, you started watching Queer Folk. So I will be watching it. Um, and that's what should win, and that's what's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what I want to just quickly, we've already talked about the representation. So I just want to say, I just want to go around and just ask everybody if there were any films or performances that you wish had gotten some attention or nomination or anything that you think was snubbed, Angela? Oh, are you asking if there's any other movies or show that I think has any, been stuffed? Any movie or performance from this, from 2020 that you wish had gotten a nomination or anything like that, or any snub that you find, even if the film got nominated in something else, if there was something else you wanted to be nominated for, anything yeah. like that? I mean, nothing much, though. I basically, I'd only movie that I had just been most watching is what have we discussed about other that you know I haven't you know because there's a lack of theaters you know and just you know mm-hmm. I basically I haven't even hear any big I don't really know my joy of time I just watch Korean dramas <laughs> and then you know of course you know movies that I've been you know watching like what have we just discussed so i actually don't know i feel Aaron. i feel like you have a lot to say in that area because i Me? know i yes yes i do because <laughs> i do <laughs> i always do in this area so yeah so i i felt like because i did saw tozer when, when 
the 2021 Oscar nominated list got out, I knew the first thing I wanted to do was went to your uh, profiles on Facebook, Aaron, and want to see hear your thoughts on it. Because it's like, I know Aaron has a lot to say. I want to know her thoughts about it. And you did. You said, like, there's some movie that was dumb. And I was like, yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> Because it is like you are you you are that one person that I would go you know talk to like films and movie about like if I knew like something was up I was like I'm gonna go to Erin I'm gonna see her timeline Facebook and see what she says about it. So. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm an awards show geek, so yeah, I have lots of I I was angrier with the Golden Globes so by far. Than with the, oh, Golden Globes! So, I just I always get angry at the Golden Globes though, mm-hmm. but yeah, and Erin. Um, I don't know. I'm not an award show geek, but so I probably have really lowbrow taste when it comes to these kind of things. But uh, <laughs> there was a couple things I was just surprised about. Um, like Ma Rainey's Black Bottom did not get the Best Picture nomination, but you're gonna give it to Mank. Like, come on, man. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're gonna, we can work that into anything. Um, and the same thing of like Regina King did not get nominated for One Night in Miami for directing. Again, that's I don't know why, but um, there was a couple of movies I was surprised not to see anything for. Um, and I know it's not things that typically would ever be nominated for stuff like this because I know it is like a big political Hollywood thing. But I was shocked that Mulan didn't get nominated for anything because. Um, as, as much as people loved it when it came out and it was such a big deal, I don't think that was anywhere on any of them, was it? Angela? Yes. Uh, Mulan was it? Did, yes, they only got one nomination, just only for uh, original. Oh, no, no, the song. You know you're right. Like, visual effects. I just well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then best costume design. But none of the none of the big ones. I don't know. It just seemed like such a great movie, and it was. I, don't know, I thought it was good. I like it. Um. I was, let's see, kind of shocked. Um, I know we didn't talk about documentaries, but um, All In, The Fight for Democracy, um, I think really should have been nominated if we're going to talk about uh, those at all. But um, again, I know that's not really like a big category. Um, me personally, my favorite movie of the year, which I know is never my movie, my favorite movies never get nominated for stuff because I'm a huge nerd. But I really think Birds of Prey should have got something. Costumes, the costumes were amazing. Something it it deserves some sort of love. I don't know. But again, mm. that's my I have bad taste in movies apparently. <laughs> no, it doesn't mean <laughs> bad taste. <laughs> That's a preference. That's a different preference. Yeah, yeah. Um, I echo the Regina King snub. Um, I think One Night Miami should have been nominated for Best Picture. Um, Ma Rainey should have been nominated for Best Picture. Um, from One Night in Miami, I actually think Kingsley Benadire should have been nominated, who played Malcolm X. I think he was really good. Um, I think Bo Burnham from Promising Young Woman should have been nominated. I knew that was never going to happen, but I think that should have been nominated. I think the song uh, Green, and I think it was written for it, so I could be wrong. So if I'm wrong, then we can just, I'll just, whatever. Uh, From Sound of Metal should have been nominated for Best Original Song. Um, I think, uh, I 
I think for documentary, I think actually Scream Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street, I think that actually should have been nominated. But I knew it wouldn't because subject matter and the Oscars don't like to go to close to anything that resembles horror usually. So, of course, that's not going to be nominated. And speaking of horror, I actually think Elizabeth Moss was absolutely fantastic in The Invisible Man. And I think she was deserving of some attention. I think that movie was deserving of a lot of attention. Um, I actually think um, I'm going to mention another one I, that's considered horror. I don't necessarily consider it to be complete horror, more like mystery thriller. But uh, the movie Swallow, which I've mentioned on here before, I think Haley Bennett from that movie was absolutely incredible, too. So I think that was an amazing performance. Um, I know I had more in my mind. I should have written some more down. But those those are my big snubs. I would say overall, though, that I am in general, I'm pretty satisfied with these nominations. I just really wish Regina King had gotten in for director. I wish One Night Miami had gotten in for best picture. And same with Ma Rainey's. Um, I wish the Academy Awards would recognize genre films a lot more and give them a lot more credit. Um, And I wish they would recognize horror more because they never do because they don't consider it to be up with the rest of the stuff. Cause they don't even like to say that silence of the lamps is a horror movie, even though it was. And even though your host hates that movie, <laughs> which I know is so controversial to say, but I hate that movie. Even though I hate that movie, it was pretty incredible to see that movie win something, but they had to basically say it was a thriller and they couldn't even recognize that it was a horror movie, which it is straight up horror. So yeah. So that's my big thing is I hope, I hope, that someday the Oscars recognize that there are things outside of dramas. Um, They're slowly recognizing comedy a little bit more, but it's still, they still have a hard time with that. Um, I wish they, I hope they keep up diversity and I hope it expands to more things. Um, I would love one day to see all five best director nominees be women. Uh, That would be incredible. The cinematography too, editing, everything like that, more women in every single area Um, and not just white women, more representation across the board for everything. Yeah. So I just, I just, that's my hope. I don't, have a lot of faith in that because I don't have a lot of faith in the Academy. I think the big problem with the Academy is the face of the Academy and the people that are behind the scenes. And a lot of people that vote for these things don't even watch everything before they vote all the time, which to me, you shouldn't be allowed to vote unless you watch everything in my opinion. So I just, yeah. So I don't know. Let's hope more diversity and Let's let's hope that Mank doesn't win anything because I think Angela and Aaron will riot. <laughs> so <laughs> I think they will just be out there breaking things and throwing things. You'll hear it across the United States, not just in Colorado. At least my you know, TV. Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> So, and we are going to, um, from the Twitter page, I will be live tweeting the Oscars. So you will get live reaction from me. And you may not like all my reaction to stuff, all my reactions to things, but that's what you're going to get <laughs> on Sunday. So in just a couple of days, since this is dropping on Friday. So, yep. Okay. Well, thank you both for joining me for this. Um, I'm an Oscar geek. So I like talking about them. They anger me and infuriate me a lot of the times, but I still love them. 
Same with the Golden Globes. I still watch them, even though they infuriate me to a Oh, to a whole nother level. But yeah, but thank you both so much. And so we'll just close out and have everybody say where they can be found. If you want to promote anything, Angela. Hi. So you can find me at Instagram, T-E-O.K-H-O-N-G. That's where I'll be fine. Um, And that's pretty much it, though. Nothing, any promotions yet, though. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thanks. Oh, okay. Don't apologize. And then Aaron. <laughs> Same thing. I can be found on Instagram. I am at geek and sew. That's what I do. I geek and I sew things. Thank you. And she also, of course, you know, manages our Instagram and Facebook. I always have to say that because <laughs> she does an incredible job and she, you know, helps put out our clips and lots of stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. So the good part of social media, the Twitter that can be a mess sometimes. I'm just kidding. Right. Well, <laughs> you should be happy. I'm not in charge of the Twitter right now because you. I would just rage against Mank. <laughs> yeah, every post would be Mank sucks. Fuck Mank. Fuck you, Mank. <laughs> we get banned from Twitter. Oh yeah. That'd be funny. And this is Erin. You can find me on Twitter at E April Beauty. The E and the A and the B are capitalized. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod. On Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one. On Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod. If you would like to be a potential interview guest on the show, please feel free to reach out to us via email at it's a fandom thing pod at gmail.com. And next week, we're going to be talking about Psych, which is another show Aaron does not know anything about. But my panel, it'll be fine with me probably not even saying anything. (laughs) We have an amazing panel, but, you know, we have Meg, Carla, Tiffany, and Marty. So it'll be fine (laughs) with me not having watched it for sure. So, yes, so Carla will be back. She's been gone for two weeks in a row, which is just so bizarre because she's been on practically every episode so far this year. She is kind of my co-host in a lot of ways. (laughs) It's been weird not having her. So she will be returning and Meg's husband, Marty, will be back again and with Meg and Tiffany. So that'll be fun. And then Aaron's going to return for This Is Us along with Judy. So we're going to be talking about This Is Us, which this will be an interesting conversation because this is a show that I watch. But I hate almost every single character on the show. (laughs) So this is going to be an interesting conversation because I'll probably be in the minority on all <laughs> There are like three or four characters that I actually like on the show. And none of them really are. Most of them aren't the siblings. So that'll be interesting. <laughs> so that'll be a fun one. It'll be like my mank, except for it's something that I lo- that I watch and like. And yeah. So until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing and Black Lives Matter and stop Asian hate. Thank you again for listening to It's a Fandom Thing. Be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on all your favorite podcast platforms. Our logo was designed by Brooke Belly with cover art by Carla Timmies. Additional research was done by Megan Archuleta. Our Instagram and Facebook content producer and creator is Erin Amos. And our producer is Lila Tafola. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe. And remember, keep that fandom spirit alive.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.